Hello. Keep calm, keep keep, keep calm and call the flat cheese. Mm-mm-mm. Keep, keep, keep calm, keep, 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 keep calm, and cauliflower cheese. Yes, welcome along to the podcast. Oh, let me just do a few stretches here. Uh, it's so hot outside, I, I think I just, uh, I just got the Victorian bathing suit on today. I'm just doing a few little warm-up exercises here that I can do while sipping tea. With a couple of uh, china saucers. Uh, attached to a hat with a uh, rather discreet straw so I can suck up the uh, amber nectar goodness of the tea. Mm-mm. Oh, it's so lovely, lovely, lovely to be back again. And this week on the podcast, we're getting close to the Big 20. Um, but this is some of the things that we may or may not be talking about on Keep Coming Cauliflower Cheese this afternoon. It's Chappie, the British Butler. Michelin restaurants embrace eat out and help out scheme. British government has introduced this 50% off if you go and uh, eat out at your local restaurants. Uh, Experts pour scorn on celebrity wine, celebrity plonk. They're just in their bathtubs with their ingrown toenails crushing the grapes and pouring it into a bottle and selling it for $2,000 a bottle. Uh, Have a bath in the kitchen, it will save you a fortune in rent. Uh, Giles Corrin reviews the White Horse and Duck Inn in Norfolk, my hometown. The best lawnmowers could cost $4,000 a gadget to give you the perfect lawn. And uh, we have a little personal uh, article that uh, came in um, uh, from uh, from uh, one of the stories we had on the uh, show last week, which is rather interesting. Only cobbles can stop France's rollercops. That's uh, French's uh, bobbies on the beat uh, who, are, who are chasing along on their little rollerblades. Pond life for lunch could be, could algae be the superfood of the future? Your therapist will see you now what spas are like after post-lockdown. We have uh, some of the beauties. Uh, we have some scallywag darts. We um, have some medieval tincture tinder uh, coming along the way this afternoon. Uh, my uncle's not around, so there'll be no uh, no Campania visits, the French countryside visits this week. But it's rather lovely to have you along the way, and you're most, 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 most welcome. So government shouldn't regularly be applauded, but uh, Michelin restaurants embrace the eat-out-to-help-out scheme. So this is in the UK. The kudos um, of the Michelin star usually guarantees a steady parade of customers in search of fine dining but britain's most highly regarded restaurants are now very vulnerable restaurants in the michelin guide have been unable to replicate their services in takeaway form and so many are pinning their hopes and pining their hopes on the government's eat out to help out scheme which runs from monday to august 31st and offers a 50 percent discount on food and non-alcoholic drinks consumed Monday to Wednesday with a maximum saving of $10 per person. While it's expected to provide the biggest boost to low-cost rest- uh, restaurants, it has been taken up by more than 40 of the 67 Michelin venues that have reopened in the UK. There are further 102 Michelin-star places that have not resumed trading yet. So, I know it doesn't count on your, your, your KFC happy bucket, 
um, or a, or a, a Mickey D's milkshake. Sadly, um, you know that would be uh, getting like a milkshake for uh, fifty pence or fifty cents, uh, which would be delicious. But I think this is a great idea because a lot of restaurants have uh, people are um, uh, people are very hesitant about coming back, obviously because of COVID. Uh, and also the hideous masks that they that they have to wear. You should everybody should wear a mask, but get yourself a fashionable and sweep around a nice little velveteen mask or a, a silk scarf wrapped around a few times. That'll keep you very well protected, as I was talking about last week. But I think it's a really good idea. It gets people back in restaurants, and I think people seriously, uh, people are um, you know more concerned about you know the pennies in their pocket. Than, uh, than 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 COVID. So giving a little bit of a discount gives people a little bit of a um, a foot up the ass to get out there again and supporting our restaurants all around the world. Um, but in Britain, I think it's a great scheme and uh, one that's going to be uh, uh, applauded. And and hopefully some of these restaurants will get some clientele in soon. I'll have a bath in the kitchen. It'll save you a fortune, Governor. On the third floor of an old brick tenement building in Chinatown in New York, there's a flat to let. It's a big studio. The broker says in the video that it gives prospective buyers a view of the place. He looks into a small bathroom with no shower or bath, only a sink and lavatory. Where will you wash, I wonder? The broker moves into the kitchen. Brand new stove. The camera pauses lovingly and pans past the uh, refrigerator. There's a bathtub in the kitchen, the broker says without breaking his stride. It's a large white bath between the fridge and the kitchen sink, fed by a pipe that snakes out from behind the worktop. There's a shower above it and uh, a a circular rail for the shower curtain, which you would uh, want to draw lest you sprayed the person chopping onions next to you. Well, that's 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 the whole thing. If you know if copping, you know you're cutting a few onions, or dare I say the ghost pepper, and a little bit goes astray and joins you in the water, and uh, it could cause you a terrible, terrible rash and probably a severe amount of pain. But I see that you know I see the uh, I see the benefit of this. I think if you've had you know you know a couple of days you know, in lockdown, do we all shower every day? No. I mean, even even me as a pristine butler, you know, with uh, with pressed shirts and uh, and uh, a nice crease in the trousers, I don't always shower every day, honestly. So, I mean, if you if you a couple of days gone and you haven't showered, you know, you could get the uh, you could get the wire wool out, you could get the um, you know the sponge with the wire piece in the back, and, you know, and get the scrub down to the old boy, you know, scrub the crown jewels, you know, get all that dirt and umska off the crown jewels i think it'd be absolutely fantastic you know you could double up you know a little bit of squirt of fairy liquid or dawn into the bath there so you don't need the the soap suds here you know you could probably use a little bit of uh, a little bit of cooking oil to slick back your hair i mean i think it could be absolutely fantastic you could you you know uh, two for one double the fun you know you could uh, incorporate your cooking eating into the tub you know you could uh, eat a pasty i've done that many times um, uh, eating a pasty in the bath, I think that's uh, absolutely phenomenal. Actually, by the way, later on, we're going to be talking about ladies' mantelpieces, the most phenomenal meat pastry pie pasty we've ever heard of. Read about it, and it sounds absolutely delicious. And we'll um, be talking about that anon. So we all love a gadget. The best robot lawnmowers could be four thousand dollars. 
and give you a perfect lawn. There's a place where the old lawnmower goes to die. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and see it lying there, dew-covered, useless, in a drip by the edge of the lawn. Uh, this is not the only trick used by a wayward robot lawnmower in an attempt to get out, um, get out of work. Early on when it arrived, it munched for its cable, an act of lawnmower suicide that spoke of a profound anew. However, I was not going to let my unwilling worker off the hook, so buried the cable, turned the lawnmower around and ordered it back to the lawn. Since that day, we have reached an accommodation. It has got used to the garden and has grown used to the view and how it can be a helpful bit of technology, and it's now entered the household here. So in this article, the writer moved from London to Reading uh, last year and made a decision to buy a robot, robotic lawnmower would be his indulgence. It's a bit of a fringe product, a fringe gadget, owned by those early adopters and techno geeks no longer. There are a dozen of models available and reasonably priced, some eye-wateringly expensive. The allure initially might have been it was a very cool gadget. But the name Flymo, um, the, the latest version, points to a more sellable attraction, an easy life. And that's exactly what the writer wanted. So here's the thing, you know, delving a little bit more into the article, many of these electric lawnmowers are available here. Now, one of the best technological advances was the seated, heated seat in a car. A lovely, uh, love, love a toasty bun. But, I mean, I think it may be uh, the robotic lawnmower. You could uh, double up and have a little bit of ride, you know, you know on, on the back of the lawnmower. Let, you know, put in an automatic pilot. You could sip a nice gin and tonic whilst on the back there. Maybe read the London Times at the same time. I think it would be a, a absolutely tremendous. But the thing takes two hours. So it's like a snail pace to uh, to cut a lawn so i don't think i'm going to be investing that anytime soon uh, but i probably need to uh, move forward from uh, using the kitchen scissors to uh, to trim uh, tr to trim the lawn as always the butler's mind does wander into pretty uh, indulgent uh, slightly surreal places and i was wondering if this robot lawnmower could uh, you know could be fine-tuned slightly um, and uh, it could be used intelligently to uh, provide an artificial intelligence manscape. I mean, uh, I mean, it could give you uh, sort of straight lines, like beautiful straight lines down the middle there, uh, or it could give you some checkers in that region as well. Completely uh, up to you, whatever you uh, desire and prefer. So I always flick and, uh, and uh, fumble, not fondle, my way through the uh, personal pages in the newspapers at the weekend here. And uh, there was a, a little piece that was sent uh, into, uh, into one of the uh, agony arms here. And it says, I'm worried that I'm dependent on my vibrating device. So I'm wondering if we could delve in deeper. Do you think it was the, uh, the uh, phenomenal Tony Braxton, who was on last week's podcast, um, or an article about her last week, where she, um, she started using this... Uh, rather personal intimate uh, vibrating device on her face to get rid of the uh, circles under the eyes you know the, the 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 badger eyes that you get under when you haven't slept too much and a little bit puffy puffy cheeks and she called it her face tingler so i wonder if her who wrote in so the french bobbies uh, uh, only cobbles can stop france's roller uh, cops so swooping down and across the smooth expanse of the place de louvre on the online skate, Sebastian Gautier of Paris's Roller Brigade scarcely misses a beat as he uh, encounters a flight of steps, charging straight up them two at a time. Going back down is equally fast. 
though it requires a crab-like technique. You really need some ointment for that. Uh, tacking from side to side. Stairs, it seems, hold no fears for most unusual police units that soon uh, will be making a mark off the two decades of operating the French capital. Sand, rain, snow can make life tricky, but do not go to a started on the cobblestones along the banks of the Seine. The stones are set so far apart from each other that the wheels can get stuck between them. That sounds absolutely disgraceful and dangerous, darling. And he uh, draws the line at repeating the acrobatics of former colleagues who used to hurl themselves at the top of the flights of steps, turning in the air before making a perfect landing. It almost sounds like it could be a prayerette there. Um, but I'm wondering if, if these cops, these, 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 these bobbies, could um, could double up as maybe wait staff in a, in a in a French uh, you know in a, in a French restaurant industry that's been very very hard hit. They could carry a basket of croissants um, or, or you know a, a bottle of bubbly with a white cloth over the arm. There, try not to shake up the bubbly too much, but it would spray all over your clientele. It'd be absolutely awful, darlings. Um, and then you know, how about would it be a little bit too much to ask for a charcuterie board on rollerblades? I don't think so. Your therapist will see you now. Spas, what spas are like post-lockdown? Plastic visors, online safety forms, and a lot of hand-washing. Spas are back in business uh, across, uh, across the world, really. During lockdown, uh, discovered that healthcare, uh, self-care wasn't really for me. Cutting my own hair turned to be a little bit of a Rod Stewart sort of uh, hack job. Online yoga, cricking your neck whilst craning to look at the laptop whilst on a Zoom call. Um, spa withdrawal symptoms got very, very bad. Uh, the data company Canter Media reports that spa breaks are one of the top three uh, searched for holidays during lockdown. So a lot of people were obviously bitterly disappointed, but now things are opening up again and uh, the spas, you know, open up to their membership. Um, they're being told, you know, should, should they shower and they should shower before the appointment and report for the treatment in a, in a boiled, washed uh, bathrobe. There's motion sensor sanitizers, so you can give you, uh, give you a spruce caboose all over the body there. Uh, and then face mask receptionists take, uh, take your temperature. The uh, spa cafe is a la carte rather than buffet now. And, um, and uh, you know, a noticeable change in the therapist's garb. Uh, Sophie greeted me wearing a, a mask and a visor. They look very uncomfortable. Um, but it's obviously to keep all the customers uh, safe and sound. So that's like, you know, for spa therapy. I was wondering, and you know, thinking of like, you know, killing, as always, I'm trying to make one's life a little bit more streamlined here, uh, tilling, killing two birds with one stone. I'm wondering if you could uh, have your actual therapist join you at the spa. So both of you are getting a little bit of... Uh, uh, you know, lovely treatment and uh, welcoming treatment to, uh, uh, you know, give you a little bit of a, a you know, a boost in one's life. Um, but whilst the therapist is talking, I wonder if you could like lay down on a waterbed, uh, you know, maybe an inflatable flamingo, gentle waterfall, uh, you know, dripping and cascading over your body as your therapist and in, uh, inquisitor discovers and talks through all of your problems. I think it'd be absolutely fantastic. It'd make me more relaxed to, uh, to be at a spa on a pink, pink flamingo uh, whilst having the Spanish Inquisition from the therapist. Um, but I've also thought, you know, why not take that a step further and uh, take it to the confessional box? Your priest, you know, and yourself could be uh, in a steamy confessional box here. 
uh, maybe a, a glass screen down the middle, completely steamed, obviously, uh, and your and your uh, and your priest and yourself could both be in uh, in those board wash robes uh, behind the steamy windows and the cloisters in a towel cloth uh, over the um, over the uh, uh, over the robe, or uh, maybe a towel cloth sumo wrestler outfit. Um, you could have steamy relaxation whilst doing hail marys, and I wonder if it'd be more hygienic for the choir to, to actually join you, um, you know, with all that heat and uh, steam and everything else in a socially distanced steam room whilst uh, singing you a little bit of chamber music whilst you gave your confessional. So I love going to one of my favourite chefs uh, who writes in the in London Times quite regularly, Tom Kerridge, uh, to get uh, articles and recipes. Um, so when you have a day out with the family, timetables go out the window, so you have to be flexible and make the most of it. By having food ready-made, you've got something sorted out when the hunger pang strikes, and it's very handy when you have children as well. Not really talking about romantic outings here in a secluded field with a wicker hamper and a, b- a bottle of champers, but more about a you know an impromptu sort of uh, uh, impromptu sort of picnic when it's a day out and adventure bag up all the food and drinks you need and head out somewhere new maybe the beach uh, or a uh, or a nice little park somewhere um, for me the essential and the most substantial thing for carriage is protein wrapped in carbs and it doesn't have to be meat pork pie scotch eggs are absolutely lovely and we'll be talking about that in actually future podcasts you know, I, I doff my hat, doff my cap, my tweed cap to the scotch egg and the pork pie. They're lovely. Uh, but a well-seasoned cheese-packed pasty is the meal itself. Pasty aficionados will say the sweet and potatoes should be sliced and not diced. I suppose they make it different from the pie. Meanwhile, um, you could have a little bit of a quiche as well. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, if you want to be a little bit healthier, uh, do a frittata type of quiche. But... Anyway, this this is this is what I'm coming to here, ladies and mantelpieces. Uh, let, let's just pray silence just for a second, and we we want to ruminate and fantasize in 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 the thought of something. I think we need to take our hats to our top hats or our bowler hats to, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and mantelpieces, lords, ladies, swans are swinging, geese are laying, maids are milking. We have the rather lovely cheese and pickled onion pasty. So, uh, carriage loves using mozzarella in these because the cheese melts and goes all over the place as the Cassidy's cook. So they're deliciously chewy and they're great with a bit of HP, House of a Parliament, brown sauce. Oh, the piquancy of the brown sauce. But l- listen to this. The recipe of it, all the ages here. 750 grams of strong bread flour, plus a little bit more for dusting. Do a little bit of your uh, uh, dash of uh, salt there as well. 100 grams of lard chilled and diced 75 grams of butter chilled and diced one egg beaten yolk to glaze and about 260 milliliters of water chilled then you have your swede half peeled waxy new potatoes scrubbed onion sliced chopped flat parsley cracked pepper and then west country cheddar grated butter 
Mozzarella cut into four, so it melts in the middle here. And the pierres de the resistance. The pickled onion. The pickled onion. Oh, the piquancy and the delight of the humble pickled onion. Uh, it is a jarred masterpiece. Forget your pickles. Forget your, you know, the, the green, you know, phallic looking things you get in a jar. The pickled onion, ladies and gentlemen, is nectar from the heavens. Crunchy, piquancy there. A little bit of vinegar. Absolutely delicious. Cut in and put into this pie. I, I, I think it's absolutely fabulous. I'm going to try making this pie and let you know. Cheesy, oniony, sweety. Uh, rutabaga, of course. Um, I, I, I'm just like almost having a food gasm thinking about it here. Absolutely unbelievable and delicious. The cheese and onion, pickled onion pasty. Hats off. Crowns off. Choose the carriage. Meanwhile, in Suffolk... So this could be in Scallywag Darts, this article, but I, I honestly think it had to be out on its own here. It, it needed no punctuation with other stories or as part of a feature. Suffolk man had sex with 450 tractors. A Suffolk man with a bizarre sexual attraction to tractors has been banned from the countryside and forced to sign a, uh, sign a on the registry. Uh, Ralph Bishop was found by police to have his trousers around his ankles and interfering with a tractor parked in the field outside of Saxmundham. He was arrested on suspicion of outraging public decency and admitting to have sex with around 450 tractors all over the uh, Suffolk uh, countryside. When officers searched his terrace home, they found a collection of more, more than 5,000 tractor images on his laptop. And the photos um, showed that Bishop had a special desire for John Deere and Massey Ferguson tractors. So, you know... Well, you know, in Norfolk and Suffolk, sometimes tractors hold up traffic for many, many, many miles along those country, ho country roads. Let's hope that he wasn't like wedged and trapped on the tractor behind uh, and he's not going slow and low from behind uh, whilst on one of these uh, tractors causing all this uh, carnage uh, holding up traffic. Maybe he's, uh, maybe he's in some sort of horny tractor gravity field. All that, all, all that oily horsepower. Let's hope he doesn't have a menage a trois with a sugar beet truck and a combine harvester. That really would be something to behold. German butchers brought meat juice to keep their customers in their prime. Freshly pressed fruit and vegetable drinks are available on every high street. Now a family of German butchers think their world is ready for the meat version. Father and son team, Peter and Philip Klassen, are marketing a meat juice brewed from the leftover cuts of the health tonic for athletes, convalescents and the elderly. The uh, bottles of beef and chicken gravy built of futuristic liquid meals are also targeted as dieters casting around the world for filling and relatively low calorie food to graze on. Many people thought we were mad the family say on the website of their butcher shop in Temels near the Luxembourg burger border. Burger, I've got meat on the brain here. Fair enough, meat out of the bottle doesn't uh, re really sound uh, that great and, and probably a bit of a crackpot notion, uh, but we're convinced the effort would be worth it. 
After three years and two million spent on tinkering, Pete and Phil's meat juices are available and in several hundred shops around Germany. They are produced by boiling down the less popular joints of meat with vegetables and broth, which can be refined with a small number of additives such as soya protein. The varieties include tomato and chili-based beef bombay and butcher's beef broth, sweetened with honey and cocoa powder. Peter Claxon said he was convinced that snacking on meat juices would soon be considered normal. I can't understand when people say it's disgusting, he told the Frankfurter uh, Alamein Sonsengtang. Uh, tasters have described the drinkers as like a ready-made soup, just cold. I mean, didn't you know that uh, the, the, the benefits of bratwurst juice? Uh, tremendous health benefits and, and, and lifelong properties. It's like having lots of vitamin D. And, uh, and of course, the bone marrow will keep you living until 150. Yes, here we go again, ladies and uh, mantelpieces. We have a, another round of uh, medieval tincture tender. So... Back in the days of uh, the kings and queens of England, we had a little Henry VIII special last week where um, some, uh, some of his wives got the love potion, others received the dreaded axe. So it wasn't more of a swipe left and right, it was a swing to the left or right. So we're continuing this week with some uh, sort of bizarre and weird situations amongst some of the monarchs around the world here. So this week we have King James the II uh, of Scotland taking part in tincture medieval tinder james ii ruled scotland for 23 years and his reign was generally looked upon favorably um, such as the foundation of the university of glasgow um, that made him a very popular king but also reprehensible acts such as the murder of the earl of douglas even through the scottish wars of independence over the 15th century certain areas around the border towns remained under british control one of them was roxburgh castle King James thought he'd be able to reclaim the castle for Scotland at the time when the English forces are weakened. Uh, James was uh, actually killed by a cannon during the siege at first glance. This isn't particularly odd death after all cannons are designed to kill. However, the cannon in this question was his own. A passionate fan of artillery, James II imported cannons from Flanders and was keen to see them in action. He was standing right next to one when instead of shooting it, it exploded. The scene is best described of the 16th century Scottish historian Robert Lindsay. The king stood near a piece of artillery. His thigh bone was dug in two pieces and a misrained gun that broke in shooting whilst he was stricken to the ground and died rather hastily. So I think in this case, we always have to pick out, you know, obviously this week it's not really sort of uh, love potions, but, um, you know, it's, it's probably a little bit different this week. Um, so, oh. Alright, so is it... How did the king die? Right. Is it that one? Yeah, or this? Or uh, maybe this? Uh, is it this? I, I think it's actually this one. I think it's... Oh, steady now. Steady now there, Dobbin. All right. I think it's a skull crush for the club. Yeah, there we go. 
Certainly a face, uh, certainly a fate worse than death in that case. Alright, so we've got our uh, second uh, contestant from our Graham. Yes, we have King Alexander III from Scottyland. So, a rule of Scotland is what can be best described during a relative piece of Scotland's history. King Alexander's life was fairly uneventful, saving for the occasional battle with the angry Norwegian king. It is reported that after King Alexander's first wife and only son passed away, he married another, another woman called Yolanda of Drew. While little is known about Yolanda, after extensive research, we can say that with some certainty, she has possessed one of the earliest examples of a butt that wouldn't quit. We suspect that in 1286, Alexander, against the advice of his friends, tried to ride from Edinburgh to the town of Kinghorn. I think he had a Kinghorn, definitely. At night, in a storm, alone, just to visit his wife. A journey which only makes sense if you assume the king was making a booty call. While making a trip, the king was thrown from his horse, perhaps after being spooked by a bolt of lightning, or the king's royal erection poking out of the back, killing him instantly. That was the horse bolting and not the erection. Alexander's body was found the next day by a traveller who decided to make the 30-mile journey. So, he was... He basically went to uh, visit his his wife that was, uh, you know, probably similar to Kimmy Kardashian. Um, so anyway, so Alexander, what do we think? Do you think it's this one here? Yeah, that's the older axe chopping uh, motion there. Maybe that. Oh, no, not that one. Well, maybe we may have been a bit of a pig here. You don't know here. Um, or is it the uh, skull crush? Um, or, uh, yeah, we certainly got involved in that. So, the chopper, the, uh, skull crush. I think it's this one, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, definitely this one. A little bit of the, uh, a little bit of the love potion before his untimely demise. We have another lovely little English ghost story. The Butler Fireside Ghost Story for you, Monsieur, Madame. The village of Pluckley. Pluckley Village in Kent was awarded the Guinness Book of Records title of most haunted village in Britain, and for good reason. Over 15 ghosts called Pluckley home these include a highwayman killed during a sword fight, a schoolmaster found hanged by a group of children, and an old gypsy woman burned to death in a fire who appears on a bridge casually smoking a pipe. There is also a spectre of a horse-drawn carriage that rides through the village, accompanied by the eerie sound of horses' hooves, along with a haunted pub, brickworks and cemetery just south of the village lies the Screaming Woods, also known as Pluckley Forest, from which villagers and visitors alike regularly hear the sound of a blood-curdling scream made by a wandering soul of long dead men and women who become lost in the forest. (laughs) 
on a lighter note, bit of scallywag darts, scallywag arrows. So welcome along, scallywag arrows, scallywag darts, where we take the most heinous headline crimes of the week and uh, try to determine them in a darts format. Uh, so uh, this week um, we have probably missing the board. Bride's ridiculous test for guests blasted as she makes them compete for a spot at the wedding. So she needs to cut down the numbers of people going to the wedding. So give them a little uh, IQ test or something. Would this stop the infamous wedding crashes? I ask. All guests have to ask a tw- answer twenty questions on the bride and groom. Uh, then they can have a then they can have a shot in relief upon entry. So you know. It, it, it could be a little bit awkward though, because uh, there may be some dalliances between the groom and other members of the uh, other members of the uh, uh, bridal party. So I don't know if that would work. You know, the groom might know secret birthmarks of bridesmaids or something along those lines. So it could uh, be a little bit too revealing. I think that, but that story definitely uh, misses uh, misses the uh, board this week. Uh, woman slams claims hotel is a brothel so a woman a woman decided to neon sign and do a, a sort of neon pink image of herself in front of her uh, in front of her hotel it uh, slightly revealing image looks like uh, more like a brothel or a house of uh, ill repute certainly you could say she's tickled pink with the image but certainly not a pink tickler uh, that's our uh, triple 20 for this week and uh, let's uh, continue here. And we've got our bullseye. Mum inundated with Chewbacca raw calls after bit X posts her phone number. So apparently her ex-boyfriend decides to post her phone number on uh, Facebook and all across the internet and told each caller to, uh, to uh, when she answers the phone, to do Chewbacca noises. Well, it could be worse. It could be Zaza Binks, I guess. And uh, we have Chappie's uh, the Butler's special prize. Uh, yes, the special prize this week. Woman arouses the internet by accidentally buying a phallic cutting board. So you could say she got the wood. She's a cut above the rest. But just imagine cutting your morning bagels on your morning glory. Hmm. Oh, we all love Costco, don't we? Absolutely love Costco. But it's a good uh, place to find American food also in France. So Costco's in France too. But the store also sells some of the specific products tailored to its French consumers. And I think I was in like a foodie coma, foodie fantasy earlier when I read this. You know, the first one we see, and the most important, a massive aisle of French cheeses. I mean, there's wheels of cheese here. There's truckloads of cheese. From Brie to Gruyere. Oh my God, Provencal cheeses. Gruyere wedges the size of notebooks. The Brie rounds the size of wagon wheels. Oh my gosh. Huge pieces of Comte. Wheels of Saint-Nectaire. And the stinky soft cheese of the Auvergne. Gigantic wheels of Brie as well. And if you like your cheese melted, there's bulk packs of Camembert. And if you're looking for booze, they've got you covered with jumbo bottles, like 
Methuselah bottles of rosé here. I mean, some as big as your head, much bigger than your head, bigger than a basketball player, definitely. Uh, if you're feeling extra fancy, there's a bottle of 1500 euro bottle of champagne, the little Mirror Chardin. Um, there's a boo, if you want some booze, you could also find liquor infused ice cream. Ooh la la! Um, then, other parts of the store, you can find uh, chocolate and candy form of the world. There's a Toblerone here that looks bigger, like, bigger than John Holmes's Willy. Um, and then uh, you have a, like a mountain of Bueno chocolate here. Um, there's uh, Haribo gummy sharks, a whole bucket load of Haribo gummy sharks. There's uh, little Canels, vanilla flavored custard cakes in Bordeaux. Oh la la, j'adore. Um, there's Petty Fours, um, like, you know, a trailload of Petty Fours. Uh, there's also Francie Crepes, French chocolate cake mixes. Oh my God, I'm sweating here. Um, if you're craving sweets, they bulk sell crepes in the bakery section. Bulk sell crepes, ladies and gentlemen. Bulk sell crepes. Croissants, more than you can shake a leg with. Mandolins, you know, trees loads of mandolins. French brioche for breakfast. And then this uh, Cuyon Amman from Brittany. There's absolutely delightful uh, specialty cake here. You know, probably like cartwheels of, of quiche Lorraine. And then lastly, 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 in the French Costco, it's also sold in the Canadian uh, food court. You've, um, you've got some uh, poutine, um, which is like French fries, um, you know, in, 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 in delicious and delicious 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 gravy absolutely and then he's got a then he's got a soft serve ice cream on the side here oh my god i've just gone just gone on a boat and i've sailed to food heaven that's costco in france ladies and gentlemen i love the uh the twitter account very british problems there's actually a book coming out by uh, rob temple very very soon as well um, and it, it, it always, always very, very funny. Trying to make a sense of gratitude. I mean, this is like a wellness thing. British problems with wellness. So wellness issues for the British. Number one, trying to make a sense of gratitude at watching the sunrise outweigh your sense of being tired, chilly, and resentful of not being in a lovely warm bed. Feeling all your zen dissipate quite rapidly every time your mindfulness app crashes in your pocket and begs for cash. And then suddenly realizing you take all your well-being advice from mental health gurus who spend every waking hour on Twitter. Uh, coming up with a definition of mindful eating, which chiefly, chiefly involves really tasty things that your mind fancies. Uh, being instructed to try to get more sleep, but really understanding how your insomnia comes down to a lack of effort on your part. Growing annoyed at the sheer number of in inanimate objects that keep insisting you live, laugh and love. Finding the motivational quotes that tell you to just let things be of limited use when your car is rolling down a hill. Thinking is a bit cheeky, given your lifetime's experience, the old oxygen inhaling thing when fitness band says it wants to teach you how to breathe. And then feeling blessed. Translation. Yes, my life is repetitive and dull, but honestly, I'm fine with that via Instagram and immediately suspecting that anyone who uses the word headspace doesn't have a clue in general uh, like all of us. So another thing from this uh, very British problems, uh, Born to be Mild, it's a book coming out soon, actually. Um, and, and then it's actually stinging hot day, 90 degrees. It's hotter today in uh, in the UK than it is in many parts of the US. And it's even hotter than like, Ibiza, the Greek islands, everything else. 
Um, so another British uh, British problem here. I said the word hot out loud at least 50 times. I'm acting even hotter than I feel, to be honest. It's a drama being hot as a Brit. You have to participate. You're a small but integral part of a large cast of downcast players. Every British person you currently meet is only saying it's so hot or it's too hot or like the man in the vest, it's going to get even hotter. Brits are obsessed with not only being hot, but it's going to get even hotter. Well, thank you very much for joining the podcast this week. It's always, as always, having you here is an absolute uh, delight. And, uh, and I hope you have a, a lovely week ahead here in these, uh, in these uncertain times. And come back to this whimsy little portal, hopefully to give you a little bit of relief uh, every week. So a poem to finish. In August, Kathleen Lee Bates. Beside the country road with truant grace, wild carrot lifts its circles of white lace. From vines whose interwoven branches drape, the old stone walls come pungent sense of grape. The samash torches burn, the hard hat glows, from off the pines a healing fragrance blows. The pallid Indian pipe of ghostly kin, kin listens in vain for stealthy moccasin. In pensive mood a faded robin sings, a butterfly with dusky gold fleckled rings. Hold court for plummy dandelion seeds and thistledown on a throne of fireweed. Again, thank you for joining the podcast this week. Everybody out there, have a lovely week. Toodles and a cheerio to you.